This is the F-33 Podcast. Welcome to the F33 Podcast. I'm Adam Massey, founder and CEO of F33. And today I've got an awesome guest, a partner of ours, um, just a great colleague, Denise Gosnell is joining us. Uh, Denise is currently the Chief Data Officer at Datastax. Uh, Datastax, as you may know, is a strategic partner of F33s. So we love working with Datastax. We've gotten to know Denise along the way. She's got a really exciting area of expertise, day job, as well as a background that I really want to delve into. Um, so we'll talk about her current role at Datastax as Chief Data Officer, but I think we also want to go back and learn about how you got here, Denise, and a little bit about some of your previous roles, like in healthcare and just about your origin story. So first of all, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, Adam, thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. This is going to be a good time. Yeah, no, me too. So I remember first meeting you, Denise, when we were um, starting to, I guess, expand our relationship with Datastax. And, um, you know, the thing about F33 is we're, we're, we do a lot of work in cloud, but really our core area of expertise is data science and machine learning. And so naturally, mm -hmm. as we started to get into Datastax, the path led to you as chief data officer and a data scientist, a brilliant data scientist in your own right. And I was uh, immediately, you know, if we lived closer, I think we'd probably be friends. And uh, I immediately loved talking with you and always getting your insights. Uh, but also, I would just loved your perspective uh, around, you know, how you can use data as a really strategic differentiator in enterprise and some of the great mm -hmm. use cases you guys are doing at Datastack. So, um, you know, really excited to delve into some of that stuff here today. Absolutely. And I could say all the same things about getting to work with you in uh, 1433. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that. So I always love to start these things because I think with uh, as much as, you know, people who are listening to this are going to be interested in some of the exciting technologies we work on. Uh, I think there's also a little bit of a leadership development um, narrative that's always fun to dig into because you've had just a really exciting career. Um, and I'd love to learn more about kind of the origin story, like where you started from, how did this path lead you for, to this exciting chief data officer role? We'll talk about more, we'll get into that more, I think once we arrive there, but what was the story? How did you develop into this role? And what were some of the major career pivots that brought you here? Yeah, Adam, that's a, that's a great question. One that we could chat about for a long time, much like I'm sure yours as well. I think that the first the first visualization that I like to think of when it comes to the career, my career is that it has definitely been more of a jungle gym or a, a very diverse path that has had many twists and turns. Uh, straight or a direct arc is absolutely not uh, what my uh, what my journey has been like. But if I had to describe it, I would say that uh, my journey has been uh, has really centralized around some key pivots during really intense moments of adversity, in addition to just seizing opportunity around topics of passion that I had. So the, you know, the past 20 years has been centered in coaching, in teaching, in athletics, uh, and then dove into uh, doing a PhD in computer science and working in startups and tech. Along the way, I've had Oh gosh, uh, I've had projects that were key to my success completely get defunded. Uh, like for example, I was uh, had just passed one of the two major gates for finishing my PhD in computer science. 
that gate was the proposal, right? Like you propose, you're going to get this done. And then you've got one more thing before you can graduate. I was in between those two gates when I lost all funding, all data and every sponsorship possible for my research due to uh, Edward Snowden uh, and, and the defect that he went, uh, left the United States. Wow. And there's, there's a, definitely a side story there, but it was, it was a real moment where just like an entrepreneur, you are down to zero in a moment and you've got to figure out how to rebuild and get to your goal line. And that, that moment and being able to creatively solve that problem to still finish my project and get my product out the door, uh, has really been a strong foundation to help me narrow, help me navigate different career moments and, to be really creative uh, in creating uh, and finding unique solutions in in real moments when you've got nothing. Uh, so that that was a real fundamental moment where I had to really pivot through adversity, and and since then uh, I've I've had many similar uh, journeys or similar pivots, but it's really been about seizing opportunity in areas that I find really interesting. Uh, the themes there are going to be you know connected data and graph data, and helping others centralize their information in a way that is meaningful and helping use data to drive, to, you know, drive useful decisions. Long and short, what that means is trying to agree how to count. Like at, at the end of a day, uh, when you are rebuilding or trying to centralize your data pipelines within your company, the basic item that you need to do for your team and all of your teams around your company is agree on what is what its definition and how to count it. Uh, yeah. So at the true. end of the day, that's a lot of what you do as a, as a chief data officer. That's awesome. Yeah. And I love um, the, the kind of make it happen lessons learned there. I mean, you know, I, as I try to coach, you know, colleagues of mine who are, you know, kind of coming up in their career, or even my kids, it's like, that's one of those things that cannot be understated because you can become an expert in a field, but then applying that expertise and sometimes just making it happen through being really scrappy and entrepreneurial is really the key to unlocking some incredible moments, opportunities, uh, achievements, all those things. So I, I love yeah. that perspective. Absolutely. Now, um, I also know you had, you spent some time in healthcare. I did. Yes. Can you tell me more about that and like how you applied some of your technology expertise in healthcare and maybe also how that led you to DataStax? Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually how I arrived at DataStax. I uh, worked at a startup in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, it was called PocketDoc. And uh, I, I started a team at PocketDoc to centralize all the connective data within the United States uh, healthcare system. So we were working with distributed graph databases to connect a patient their doctor, their hospital, their payer provider, maybe the diagnosis that they received to just start to understand the behavioral economics of healthcare or what is happening. And when we were doing this work, there's this one uh, use case that I've talked about. And it was when we were looking at the referral network around the United States of which doctors referred patients to which other mm -hmm. doctors. And the TLDR on that project was that when you are looking at the network of shared patients, we discovered really quickly this fraudulent ring that was happening down in Miami, Florida. And there were some doctors illegally using the Medicare system uh, to bill and re get reimbursed annually about $20 million from our government. Um, and that project wow. really, really took off in helping to use graph databases and graph technology for discovering fraud uh, in different industries. And uh, the technology at the time that we were using was acquired by DataStax. And I was so passionate about working with it and helping other companies learn what I learned 
that I uh, followed them here. And I've been here ever since and absolutely love working with that team and, you know, continuing to help companies around the world find really insightful uh, pieces of data by connecting it together. No, that's amazing. And I also like, you know, I started uh, forging our partnership with Datastax, you know, some time ago. And since then, we, we've obviously met you. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, Datastax has um, added, you know, Chekapur as CEO, Sam Ramsey's yes. come on as chief strategy officer. I think that's his title. And yes. these are all leaders who I worked with at Google and just have tremendous respect for. So it's so cool to see just data stacks evolving and growing. And some of the strategy I see coming out of, you know, your office and Sam's and from Chet is just really compelling to go so much further than just Cassandra, but really starting to talk about becoming a true data platform and solving a broad range of problems for customers. So absolutely. um, We could delve into that more in a moment, but I I think just to kind of complete, you know, our intro here, that leads us to DataStax, your chief data officer. What does that role mean? So, and I'd love to kind of unpack that both from like, where do you fit into the overall strategic, you know, uh, lens of DataStax, but also what does that mean in terms of a day-to-day? Absolutely. So there's the there's the day-to-day uh, element I mentioned earlier about counting. And there is the strategic initiative where we want to meet our engineers and our developers where they are working with data. Uh, so for each of those on the day-to-day, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. agreeing across a company how to count something as important as, uh, you know, who your customer base is and uh, what matters to them from the, from just the data that you have is an extremely challenging problem. Doing so in a repeatable process so that you have the availability and the observability into your metrics uh, and, and deploying new features is, is something that takes an entire team to re-architect from the inside of your company. Yes. So from the day-to-day, a chief data officer uh, from where I am is, is, is really trying to rebuild the core of how you make decisions at a company and how you use data uh, to drive those decisions and make it absorb, uh, observable, especially for your company's most key metrics. From the strategic side, we are also tightly collaborating with product and the future of where we're driving our company with uh, Sam Ramji to meet developers and engineers where they are, especially within the Cassandra ecosystem, but the ecosystems that we're all using every day when we are engineering new solutions. We wanna understand how people are working with data and how we can build new technology to make it easier. Just imagine if you had, if you were a new JavaScript developer and you were working on something that like a game or something that was very passionate or very uh, insightful for what you were building, and you had that data gateway or just an API that, that you could just hit to get a recommendation or to get something probabilistic to bring into your game and doing so in just a few lines of code. What we're, what we're doing yeah. there is meeting the developer at that point of working with data and making it as easy as possible to bring in cool new data-driven features into their, into their apps. So that's the strategic side of, uh, of, the, of the really fun stuff that I get to do every day. I love that. And I think it's such a cool role because... Um, a lot of the companies I deal with, a lot of my customers, they might have a role similar to what they would call a chief data officer, but it's so solely internally focused, right? How do they count well internally, mm-hmm. manage the right metrics, uh, provide insights on the business? Mm-hmm. Um, and in your role, you get to do that, but also influence product direction, meet developers where they are, help with customers who are struggling to make these transformations that you know, you're know you uniquely positioned yeah. to help them with. So that's so cool. Yeah, I mean... Um, 
It, absolutely. It's it's what we're doing inside DataStax, and we want to use what we're doing uh, inside to reinvent and re-architect our internal data core and take those lessons learned and bring them right to the front, front lines of what we imagine everyone else is doing, either for their own internal data initiatives or for a new application. Uh, so it, it's really taking the you know outside-in approach for how we understand the community is working with data and applying it inside DataStax and kind of using that as a feedback loop. Uh, so that's why it's, it's such an exciting job to get to have right now. It's uh, I'm, I'm extremely lucky. And right now, especially like we're in such an exciting time. So we're both in a very similar business. You know, we're in the business of trying to meet companies where they are and helping them bridge these gaps. But I think you highlighted something that gets me really excited every day, which is, you know, this whole data landscape is evolving so rapidly right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I can remember even just five years ago, if you talk to most enterprises, AI and ML were buzzwords, but very far from reality. Mm -hmm. I feel like, especially now with like, you know, the COVID crisis that we're all navigating for a lot of companies, it's become an absolute strategic imperative to become data-driven because mm -hmm. they can't afford to make mistakes. And so um, what I'm seeing is a real acceleration of the importance of being data-driven in almost every enter enterprise industry out there. But the technology landscape is still really fragmented, right? It's like, if you mm -hmm. look at any sort of technology evolution in history, you know, you start with very low level micro problems and over time, you know, the, pro the, the services and solutions kind of go up stack and become aggregated and more offered as a service. And so what you just described, right? Like meeting a developer where they are, giving them the ability through just a couple lines of code to tap into a service uh, that can give them probability or decision support, all that. It's so exciting. And so that's where I feel like we're both, you know, I think challenged and there's so much opportunities to help companies navigate that, you know, chaotic sort of landscape right now of a lot of technologies that are really cutting edge and therefore lower level that require a lot of expertise to piece together and other parts of the ecosystem that are a bit more mature and have moved up stack into more of that service oriented uh, approach at this point. I mean, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so exciting. So like when I think about um, some of the stuff that you've worked on, right? Like I know that your world encompasses a lot of different areas, but one area that you've made a name for yourself is in the area of gra graph analytics. Um, <clears throat> quick plug, Denise, I forgot <laughs> to mention this in her um, intro, but she's also the author of the Practitioner's Guide to Graph Data, which is an O'Reilly book. It's available yes. on Amazon. So you've definitely got some mindshare in that space. Help us understand, if anybody on this uh, podcast hasn't, isn't super familiar with graph analytics or graph data, can you give us like a real high level overview of what that is? And I'd love to talk about how we can apply that to use cases that you know a lot of our customers are struggling with. Yeah, absolutely, Adam. Graph data and, and graph thinking, the theme of the book, is all about bringing together how you think so that you can use that in technology. So we can think about this, Adam, even before we knew each other. If you had gone on LinkedIn and searched for me, you would have probably seen a badge that was a second connection. And that's already a graph, a graph problem or a way we're thinking in a network. You immediately know, all right, through some set of people, I know who this other person is. And then LinkedIn even has that section called mutual connections. And you start to build context about how we potentially might know each other. That example uh, in LinkedIn and how we all use LinkedIn every day is using graph technology and using graph thinking in a human way in how we're navigating a social network, namely the professional network. 
So graph databases, graph technology, graph thinking, it's all about recognizing how humans naturally process information and giving you technology to use it in that way. No longer do we are we forced to completely reshape our minds into rows and columns and spreadsheets. We can use the natural way that we think about humanity of connections between people and uh, use technology to model it that way. One way I like to think of this as well is that all data has a location, a time, and then a relationship. So any piece of data that you work with today or in your company occurred at a certain time, at a certain place, with context to something else. And solving that last piece, the context and the relationship about that data is the new technology that we now have access to uh, with graph databases and graph technology. And it's something that the industry hasn't been able to do at scale before. So that's why it's new and it's exciting and it's starting to uh, help companies solve a lot of unique problems that they've already had, but with this new dimension of connecting data together, they now can finally see new solutions. That's so cool. I mean, I think a practical example of this is, I think sometimes we're all either baffled by or in awe of or disappointed in like credit card fraud and fraud detection mm -hmm. as an example, right? It's mm -hmm. like, I've had moments where I've been like, oh my goodness, like there's that one transaction on my credit card that I didn't make. My credit card has been compromised or whatever, but how did they know? And they shut down right away. And it's like, you start to think about it this way and it's not just data, but then you apply that layer of context, right? Like, Absolutely. hey, Adam doesn't normally operate in this geographical area or make this types of purchases. And then there's like mm -hmm. this context around it that makes it highlight as a red flag. Or you can think about a music recommendation engine. And mm -hmm. so- all of these use cases, that's a great example that you just kind of the way you uh, described it, but then you also apply things like machine learning and data science on top of that, where you can start to say, hey, that looks like an anomaly or, hey, there's this connection that you may not automatically make just by looking at a table, but mm -hmm. because given the context, we should connect this person with this new music recommendation as an example. Absolutely. Or, you know, I think of things like Google Photos, right? There's some really cool AI built into that where, at the end of the day, I can see huge graph op opportunities or, or elements there. Yeah. And that's, that's why I get so excited about graph technology because Adam, you just named, uh, you know, four or five different ways that context and connecting data together or thinking about the relationships between really critical pieces of data, make your applications more meaningful to you as a person. And at the end of the day, Technology is here to help us. It's here to serve us. And the way that you can connect data together and bring that context in front of the end user helps it feel a little bit more human. And it, it helps it helps bring that context to the user in a way that uh, is a little bit more exciting than rows and columns in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so. No, that, that's fantastic. I mean, I think that whole theme, right? These all these, this is a great example, like graph um, analytics, just a great example of a theme where as data becomes not just relevant, but critical for any modern business and almost any industry, I can't imagine an industry where it's not, um, you know, things like that become opportunities where we can make these things more service oriented and more, you know, easy for the developer to meet us where they are and insert, insert these things into solutions they're building to create differentiation. So that's so exciting. Absolutely. So maybe we can bridge that a little bit with some of the things Datastack's doing in this area. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I think a lot of customers, you know, think of Datastack's as this Cassandra database with a whole bunch more. Um, 
And there's obviously a lot of specific use cases that Cassandra is really good at, but how is data stacks as a company starting to tap into some of these concepts around maybe graph, machine learning, meeting the developer where they are to enable tremendous outcomes with data? Absolutely. And uh, Adam, what, what, uh, what we're doing now in that space is a new open source project. It's called Stargate. And Stargate, you know, to use your words, aims to meet our engineers exactly where they are when they're working with Cassandra. Stargate is a, it's a data gateway. It's an API platform that allows you to work currently with Cassandra data in, a, in new shapes. So using document structured or JSON data, GraphQL, like the, the tools that the developers want to use when they're querying databases. So Stargate's an open source way to do that with Cassandra. Now, our future is that the backends are gonna be pluggable. We're no longer gonna just be focused on Cassandra, but we want to, we want to go after the next type of backend stores according to what the community wants. So this is kind of a, a shameless open plug for uh, folks to join us as we are building alongside the, the, the leading Cassandra experts in uh, adopting different ways to both store data, but then also query it. And Stargate is, uh, is, gonna, is gonna really open up the door to allow many more developers to have the power of Apache Cassandra or the power of massively distributed data uh, you know, as an API call now. And that type of journey for Cassandra is huge. The existing Cassandra community absolutely knows uh, how difficult it can be to work with distributed data. And the promise and the future and the vision of Stargate is to make that as easy as possible so that our JavaScript developers who are doing game development maybe have an API that goes as far as to provide that recommendation. No longer having to set up the entire machine learning pipeline, it's architected for you and available just through an API call. That's incredible. Uh, that's, that's years away. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's years away. Um, but we've, you know, we, having worked a lot with Netflix in the past, and uh, some of the work that we did with graph databases have uh, a lot of experience in doing just say recommendations as one specific example uh, and have you know a real vision for being able to bring that down to simplicity just through uh, through a platform. I love it. I mean, we are so excited um, as a machine learning services company to do more with data stacks. Like we're, we're starting to co-engage on a lot of customers and accounts that are trying to really drive these very challenging data transformations. And, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like sometimes a cheesy consultant because I sometimes fall back on like the people process technology triangle, but it's so true. It's like, you know, all these companies trying to do these transformations, they don't, they can't just think about the technology. We need to like make that easier for them and meet them where they are. And so I love the innovations Absolutely. that you guys are driving there. But the other big part of it is helping them think through like, what are the new skill sets that they need to hone inside their organization? Mm -hmm. How do they pave the way, um, you know, culturally to enable uh, this transformation to take place. Because you and I both know, like the companies that are really, I think the, the companies that are icons in terms of being data-driven, it's baked into their culture. And so it if is. that's not in your culture, you know, that's a big consideration. And then also just thinking through the processes, right? Like, just like we, I think as a, you know, we've figured out the processes for doing modern agile software development, mm -hmm, you know, building mm -hmm. data pipelines and, you know, doing feature engineering and deploying machine learning models it also requires some process innovation so that you can do it consistently and with quality. And so there's so many things customers, I think, are trying to navigate in this transformation. And I'm so excited to partner with Datastax in this area and piece together those three components for them. I think we, we line up together very well on that. 
Um, I think we're just about kind of at conclusion here. Are there any closing comments you wanted to make about some of the ways that maybe customers can either engage with data stacks in some of these areas or maybe rethink about how they would want to leverage uh, the data stacks technology? Absolutely. For uh, for re-engaging and working with us, our uh, our new initiatives around Stargate are all about rebuilding and, and uh, re-energizing a community around Cassandra. And we want to do that through essentially abstracting the API platform that almost every Cassandra user or every Cassandra engineer has already had to build uh, in front of it. So that's what we're doing with Cassandra, or that's what we're doing with Stargate. It's, uh, it's early, it's moving fast. Uh, this is an open invite to any engineer, any technologist who is interested in being a part of that design or being a part of trying out our early prototypes. Come join us. Uh, there's uh, the Stargate handle on Twitter. That's one place to find out information. Uh, and we are you know, quickly building up a community around it on GitHub as well. So uh, I would love to have any other engineers come join us as we build this for what you need and we meet you where you are, which is working with your data. I love it. Denise, thank you so much for joining me. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Um, and I will make sure that we, uh, you guys can find uh, LinkedIn contact info for Denise. And uh, if you want to work with data stacks and drive any sort of technology innovation, especially in the areas of you know becoming a more data-driven company, we would love to work with you. So we will see you out in the field. Denise, thank you so much. Thank you, Adam. This is a great time. Really appreciate it. Thank you.